The world outside is calm as everything flows in harmony. People are happy and at ease with the world on a beautiful night. Meanwhile, things are hectic in the studio. It's that special time of day, and here we are once again, scrambling to get things ready for the show. everyone. How are you doing? Are you good? I hope so. I really can't say the same for me or the rest of the station right now. You see, for a myriad of reasons, we're a bit understaffed here at the radio station. We lost an intern a little bit away ago in February to... Blaine, what was the description that the legal team told us to say? New job opportunities? Yeah, okay, that sounds like what I'm supposed to say. New job opportunities. Anyways, between losing interns and people leaving to pursue other goals, we've been a bit short-staffed. Currently, it's me, Blaine, and the family of opossums that live in our station archives that are keeping things together. And, well, although opossums are immune to rabies and rather organized for marsupials, Blaine is a bit hesitant to work with them. I think that's a bit discriminatory, but whatever. We're making it work. And that leads me... To my next point, do you need a job? Do you have any skills with broadcasting, marketing, organization, finances, or just general broadcast equipment maintenance? If so, then please consider signing up for 87.7 FM. Just stop by the station and pick up a form. Oh, and make sure you've had all your shots first before applying. Most of the raccoons won't attempt to bite you, but I can't make any promises, especially for a certain someone, Darian. Speaking of which, let's move on to the stack of papers that our sweet little garbage bear left on my desk. first letter is from Krista Chen, who writes, Hi Blaine and Marina. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm just having a bit of an interesting argument with my roommate, Casey, and we were hoping if you would be able to settle a debate for us. You see, we're currently repainting our living room, 
but we can't seem to agree on a color. You see, I once painted a warm and cozy orange. It would look welcoming and comfortable. However, comma, Casey wants to go with a cool mint green with a chevron pattern on the accent wall. What do you think? Thanks. Hmm. That's a difficult decision, Krista. Honestly, with the space you have, I'd go with the orange. There's nothing wrong with mint green, but it feels kind of weird, especially with the chevrons. Oh, and Blaine is behind me saying that the mint green and chevron idea is giving them flashbacks to their weird aunt who was really into essential oils and Bible quotes. So, yeah. I hope this helps, Krista. This next letter comes from Tyga from the Pottery Barn on Cherry Lane. They're writing in to say that they really love the show and that they enjoy hearing from us. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, and also, they're going to say that they love my voice and think I'm very pretty. Oh, that's so nice. You flatter me, Tyga. I just love to be here with all of you. What? Oh, and now, um, I want to take you out on a date. What are you doing this Friday? Um, no, sorry. It, if, as, if it's just as friends, maybe, but I'm not really a romantic person. Honestly, I'm more of an A romantic person. So, yeah, better luck next time. Our last letter is from the university. Wow, they sent, they sent a very hefty envelope. Let me just... Okay, so they write saying, Dear Mix Blaine Cho, After reviewing your application, we are happy to inform you that you have been accepted for the upcoming winter semester. Wait, Blaine, you applied for college? Well, I guess it does make sense. I mean, weren't you getting your GED? I, wait, you already got it? Blaine, why didn't you tell me? Blaine, Blaine, this is amazing. I'm super proud of you. All right, after the show's over, we're going to go celebrate, okay? I'll let you read the rest of this now while we move on. And with that exciting news, that's all we have for letters today. So, one of our last interns, Jamie, just finished up his last day today. He probably would have lasted longer than he did, but while putting away some old recordings, he stumbled into one of the opossums, which then caused a loud noise, and that spooked Darian. And well... Long story short, we're down an intern, 
several possums and any hopes of having an organized archive system for at least a couple of weeks. Also, Jamie, if you're listening from the hospital right now, I'm so sorry. I hope the doctors can sew your toe back on. Anyways, this incident has awakened a few issues that have been going on at the station. We've considered putting a muzzle on Darian. He's been super moody and temperamental lately, and this could be a big safety issue for the rest of us. But at the same time, I mean, look at him. He's just a sweet little boy that's very good at running away from all efforts to contain him. I mean, it's only a little blood on his mouth. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll try something, but it'll take time to work out. But hey, at least the other raccoons are behaving. We have the cutest little blonde raccoon working in finance. Her name is Giselle, and she is super sweet and surprisingly good with numbers. I wasn't aware that garbage bears were capable of doing more than basic addition, let alone managing multiple spreadsheets of budgets for the entire radio station, but she just does it. Giselle is on top of all of it, and I am happy to have her. <sighs> but still, we can only do so much with a couple of medium-sized trash-dwelling mammals, so... If you or anyone you know has any interest in working in broadcasting, please come and pick up an application. Right now, we need all the help we can get. It sounds like Darian's discovered Giselle's office. We should probably go check on those two before something happens. Blaine, get the harness. This might be our chance to get the muzzle on Darian. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to go take care of our garbage bear situation. In the meantime, enjoy a word from our sponsors. Come on, Blaine. He's getting agitated. I got the tranquilizers. Let's go. the most gives you the words you need to know. How was that, Rex? Did I do good? Too much rhyming? Alright, I get where you're coming from, but still, this is top nighttime radio program for the city. How do you expect me to keep up the legacy if I don't add a little razzle-dazzle? You said it yourself. Add your own personal take on the script. Fine, I guess I still need some fine-tuning. I'll workshop that opening. Just you wait, old man. I'm gonna make you proud. Just you wait. What? 
Oh, shoot! We're on air! Right, traffic! <clears throat> um, hello, everyone. This is Bella, Joel, the intern, and, um, we have traffic to go on to, so let's get on to that. Yeah. Okay, so Giselle is safe and Darian, well, it's interesting. I don't know what Giselle did, but by the time we got there, they were staring directly into each other's eyes, just completely still. It was quite the garbage bear standoff. We tried to squeeze the door open and they simply turned and scampered out. It's like we interrupted some sort of psychic battle or something. Anyways, they ran out of the station together. To where? That's unknown. But from what I can tell, it appears that Darian has managed to make a friend. So that's good. Anyways, let's move on to news. A brand new carnival has opened up where that big old warehouse used to be in Old Town. After spending a couple of years or so refurbishing and converting the space, the carnival is now open and ready for all to come see. Attractions will include a double-decker carousel, a swing ride, and something called a tilt-a-whirl. Huh. Sounds very fun! Tickets are half-priced for this opening week as a part of some big grand opening celebration. So be sure to stop by and check it out. I hear their big top circus show is going to be something you don't want to miss. An impromptu dance has started at the old gazebo at Willow Way. The Cavaliers have set up along with Alice Meyer's Jazz Quartet to put together something a little for everyone. It's a little classical, it's a little grungy, it's a little jazzy, it's a little dapper, it's a little moody, it's the whole package. When asked about this in private, drummer of the Cavaliers, Timothy Mari, had this to say. I wandered far past the plains of our world, to the darkness beyond. I saw many wonders, until all the lights were gone. There is nothing but void and beige beyond this place. The shadows move quickly. People vanish without a trace. You run while you can, but there is nowhere to hide. The darkness will find you and force itself inside. After saying this, Timothy nodded, pulled a smile on his face, and proceeded to play an amazing drum set as if nothing had happened. So, there you go, I guess. Go down to Willow Way for some musical fun. Ooh, while we're on the topic of fun things going on, 
This week is the Arts and Crafts Night at the Glow in the Dark Dinosaur Museum. Visitors will be greeted by various stations for basket weaving, pottery, and make your own fossil. All of this under the loving gaze of many of the city's favorite prehistoric creatures. As always, tickets will be available at the door or online in advance. So very exciting. On a more serious note, the search still continues for Sheriff Hawthorne. Police are scouring the area, searching and hoping for any sort of lead or hints where she might have disappeared to. This isn't the first time an important city official has suddenly vanished without a trace, said Officer Cheryl Madsen to me while we were in sparring session at Muay Thai. But... This is the first major time we didn't have any leadership to walk us through what to do. So things are scattered and I'm really stressed out, you know? I told her I did knew, and she responded by kicking out my knee and throwing me to the ground. It was surprising and aggressively fast. Oh, and on an unrelated topic, my leg is in a cast and I am still in a lot of pain. It hurts more than words can describe to walk, but I'm healing just fine. It was a sports-related injury after all, nothing too serious, so don't worry. Anyways, that's all we have for news today. Moving on from the news, I would normally have a weather report or something, but again, We've been a little short on staff and time, and so a lot just hasn't been put together, so sorry. We're doing the best we can, but sometimes it just isn't enough. I was supposed to have an interview segment, but, well, we lost our schedule coordinator, so I don't know. Blaine, do you want to update the people on your ongoing research? Yeah, you know it better than I do. Just hop in front of the mic and... Cool. All right, well, thanks, Marina. So, what did I find? So, research has been weird, and we've been digging around the Mallory family as of late, and, well, this is what we found. I wish I could say that Bella Jewel was an oddity, but she isn't. Historically speaking, the entire Mallory family has been faced with calamity after calamity. For whatever reason, the Mallory family has just been popping up in a lot of things the research has been leading around lately. I mean, they were the owners of the Half Night Hotel, so you'd expect them to be in places. But, like, I just keep finding, like, little references and secondhand sources to different people. I mean, there's I.J. Mallory, who was scribbled on a few tapes we found. And for whatever reason, this name keeps coming back over and over and over again. So, like any good radio producer slash paranoid mystery child, I looked into the Mallory family. So, history-wise, it starts out pretty normal. The first Mallory's, Felicity and William, 
came to the city around 1915, which is so far the second oldest confirmation record that I found in the city. Well, kind of. The paper that mentioned them was like a copy of a copy of someone's personal memoir from their notes in the 60s that were copied down for a project in the 80s, so take that with a grain of salt. It doesn't matter. Basically, Felicity and William ended up in the city and established a hotel in it. Apparently in those days, there wasn't nearly enough housing to accommodate all the people suddenly popping up in the area. So the Mallory's put together the Half Nine Hotel and tended to the city's many population. Along the way, they had 12 kids and they would carry on the family business for years after their parents died. The story continues a bit normal for a few decades. The Mallory's run the Half Night Hotel, get married, pop out babies, you know, the good stuff. A few kids stray away from the family business here and there, but somehow they all end up right back at the hotel in the end. Things didn't really start to get crazy until around 1975, the glorious year in which all our records finally become first-hand accounts. So around this time, Clay Mallory, married to his lovely wife, Andrea Ramirez Mallory, are managing the Half Nine Hotel. He took care of the day-to-day -day operations, and Andrea oversaw the mechanical side of things. Dream team, in all the ways. Together, they led the Mallory family through what is only described as the Scattered Period which to my best knowledge is some sort of natural disaster that happened in 1975. People were displaced, buildings were destroyed, it was a mess. Anyways, Clay and Andrea led their family through the disaster, saving so many people in the process, and really racking up all that fame and prestige along the way. Feelings about the Mallory family were high and business was booming. No one could have ever anticipated a disaster was right around the corner. Just a year after the scattered period, Clay's sister, Ramona, mysteriously vanished. To this day, her body has yet to be discovered. Her disappearance was followed by a couple of family deaths, and then a sharp decline in business. The family held on for a couple of decades after that, investing and doing what they could to make ends meet, but somewhere around 2005-ish, it looked like they were going to make a comeback, and well, then they just didn't. I don't know how to describe it, but basically it's like someone took a marker to the Mallory family and just started crossing things out. The hotel went dark one day, and apparently... Most of the people inside disappeared with the lights. It was the downfall of one of the city's oldest families. And yet no one's really sure how it happened. Yeah, that's all I got. Mysterious power outages. Lots of people died. It's kind of a bummer. So, back to you? I don't know. This is a weird transition. Like, I'm a producer, but I'm still, like, not a pro. Just, just, get, just get back in your chair. Okay, I'm going back into my corner with all my blankets and my beanbag. Thanks for that, Blaine. It's always good to see that we're still capable of improving, even when the job gets weird. 
Things don't always work out, but we do the best we can. Anyways, with all that being said, why don't we move on to our poem for today? It seems to have materialized on my desk, so that's a good sign, right? Right? Ah, let's not question it. It's probably fine. Dream girl, dream girl, lost in your colorful world. Open your doors to everyone now and let your wonders unfurl. Your hands shape the realm of sleep and rest. Your voice calls to all with peace so blessed. What more could you possibly want? Your land is paved with golden wilds. It's bright and vibrant for miles and miles. All look to you like God above, and yet your heart seems void of love. What is the thing that you seek? Oh, dream girl, dream girl, how lonely must it be? You spend your nights wandering alone in reverie? Do your hands long for something more to behold? Does your spirit hunger still for a heart made of gold? Is there a soul that can fill your desire? Is there one to stand by your side? One to stand with you all through the night? Who could possibly stay against the dark? And can they bring with you that spark? Yours is a difficult path to follow. Dream girl, dream girl, look all around and know that soon this someone will be found. Hmm, this sounds familiar for some reason. Playing. Do you think this could be related to the city's ongoing- What the? The lights just went off. Hold on, let me check the board to make sure that we're still on air. Maybe then- Okay then, the lights are back on. I'm not sure if it's just like a building thing or something supernatural to worry about. I don't know. Do you see any ominous rainbow doors? was loud. It sounded like it came from the front of the station. Um, hang on everyone. We're going to go check that out. In the meantime, let's go to another ad real quick. We'll be back, hopefully. Hi there. Remember me? It's your friendly neighborhood space patrol agent. Now, I know what you're probably wondering. Didn't the Space Patrol leave like a year ago? And the answer to that would be yes. Well, sort of. You see, there was a bit of a mix-up in all the papers and scheduling and partners and somebody may or may not have fallen asleep longer than they should have. Really, who's to say? The point is, things fall through the cracks. And by things, I of course mean myself. I have fallen through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. Sorry, 
not supposed to be referencing songs. What I'm trying to say is that I've been left behind, and I don't know if anyone noticed. So, with all that being said, how can you help? Well, get out a piece of paper and write a letter. That's right, a strongly worded handwritten note to your local chapter of the Space Patrol. Just send it into their main office, and hopefully there will be enough complaints to get me back home. Hopefully, there'll be enough noise that they'll come back and pick up their most important asset. I mean, the first time they forgot about me, it was whatever. But now, my feelings are starting to get hurt. Anyways, while I'm here, I shall help in police matters wherever I can. It isn't great, but you do what you gotta do, right? Right? They forgot me. Again. It's like, after all we've been through. I tried so hard, and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. This message was brought to you by me! because the rest of the Space Patrol is gone. Welcome back, everyone. So, we have some good news for you all. We now have a new audio organizer in the station. Her name is I, and, well, I'm not entirely sure where she came from. We just heard a lot of crashing noise and came to find her mysteriously lying on the floor of our office as if she had crashed through the ceiling. So far, she seems to be fine and is currently trying to figure out her new surroundings. Our office, on the other hand, is an absolute mess, but it's all right. We have a new audio organizer and we'll be sure to have her clean it up after she calms down. After all, that's what I's here for now, right? At least, that's what the back of her t-shirt says. So, we have one more pair of hands helping out around the station. It's a big help, but still, we have a lot of other positions to fill. And I know changing jobs can be stressful, but it can also be exciting. You're starting a new part of life with new possibilities. And we here at 87.7 FM would love to be a part of it. So, stop on in. We're currently hiring. Stay tuned for the sounds of a nighttime radio host and her producer trying to comfort a woman going through an existential crisis. It usually takes a little work to figure this out, but in the meantime, I hope the rest of you have a good night. Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Scholes. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Scholes. The poem for today was Dream Girl by N.J. Scholes. Have a question? Have a burning theory on your mind that you are 100% sure is completely accurate? Just have a fun poem that you'd want me to read? Send all of this and more to dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com. 
or look us up on our social medias. Spread the word around people because we have a lot of fun things planned and a lot of places left to go. Thank you so much for supporting us. And until the big, exciting moment comes, just remember, it doesn't take too much to go far when you feel like a superstar. Superstar.